glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 This is part of the teaching. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is part of my teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This have to stir up the atmosphere. This is what happens. It, the body gets tired, Pastor. You just got to stir up the atmosphere again. You, you got to put the spirit back in there again. You got to stir him up inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The body, it gets tired. It gets sleepy. The body wants to relax. Hallelujah. It's time for the, the body to sit up and be alert. Glory to God. So we send praises to our King. We send praises to our King. Adonai. Our great Lord, our Savior, hallelujah, the blood of the Lamb, hallelujah, the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of this world, the Ancient of Days, we say we love you, hallelujah, hallelujah, he is God, and besides him there is no other, he is the resurrection, hallelujah, glory to God, <laughs> he is the resurrection, he is the Redeemer, hallelujah, he is the King of Kings, and he's coming back for his bride. Glory to God. We're going to be ready. Amen. We're going to be ready. Hallelujah. Are you going to be ready for the King of Kings? Hallelujah. The bridegroom. Glory to God. We worship you. Hallelujah. Glory in the highest. Glory in the highest. Glory in the highest. Ah, oh, we worship you. Glory in the highest. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me. See, Pastor Jim, there's a certain scripture. Cindy, you know, when you were growing up and as a child, there, there's a certain scripture. See, as, a, as we were children going to church, but there was a certain scripture. For some of us, there was a certain scripture. We heard many scripture, but as a child, there was a that was that one scripture that stood with you. That would just rise up inside of the spirit, man. And for me, it was, I was glad when they said unto me, Come into the heart of my God. Come into the heart of God. Come into the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me. Come into the house of the Lord. See, because that meant that it, I was snatched out of darkness. So I was glad that someone said unto me, Come on, let's go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's. Come on, come on, let's come out of your sin. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, I was glad when they said unto me, Come on into the house of the Lord. You don't have to be adulterous anymore. You don't have to be fornicated anymore. You don't have to be an idol worship anymore. Come on into the house of my God. Come where the captives are. They're set free. You don't have to be bound in changes anymore. He said, come on. He said, no more depression anymore. Come on. Come on to the house of the Lord. You're free to serve me. No more bondage. You're free from oppression. Come on into the house of the Lord. Lord of God. 
you could get that one scripture that leads you to all others. I just need one. I just need a word from the Lord. Say, die if I just get a word, just a word from the Lord. And he said, come. Come unto me. Come into the house of the Lord. So teacher, that's what you said to me. Yes. So that scripture was so profound. That's what you said. That's what you were saying. Come into the house. Come into so the house. So I can get my deliverance. Yes. And then get my purpose. Yes. All right. Because my destiny was already done. Glory to the most high God. See, if you don't have at least one scripture, this is how you stray and you, and you stay. You don't come back. There has to be a word that you hear from God. That's able to bring you out the lowest of the lowest places that you don't think you can come out of. I, I remember, I remember that teacher said she loved me. <laughs> the enemy is saying this and that, but I remember, no matter what the enemy is whispering, but I remember the words that were said to me that I love you. <laughs> Remember that God says he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. There's no place that you can go that he don't go and he's already there. He says, Lo, I am there also. See, his love is endless. It's, it's bottomless. It has no bottom. It has no top. It has no size. His love is just everywhere. I love you, Tony. I love you. I love you. I love the people of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us, Pastor Cheatham. You and your family, Merrick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you with us in the gathering. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm, I'm going to get into teaching. You can sit down in heavenly places and know that God is seated there with you. <laughs> I tell you. The closer you get to God, the more crazy you look to people. You know that's right. <laughs> the further you get from God, the more you look like people. Mmm. All right now. Boy. I tell you, God, He's been doing some things. Even in my small affliction in my body, He's been He's doing some great things. Right? Amen, amen. I know, Pastor, I have a work to do. I, I was right mad this morning about being sick. I, do you get right mad? I, I hit on the honor board. <laughs> like I, I, because I, it's like been so weak, I didn't feel like talking, I didn't feel like doing anything. I'm all medicated, and I'm, Lord, I'm afraid. Why is this lingering on? And it was to even see and test me, even in that, will you still worship me? And I tell you, last night at Hanukkah, I said, I always worship you. See, there is a pushing that we all have to do. Amen. And I think some of us experienced that this morning. There's a pushing. Glory to God. And, and that pushing, even, even the midwife can't push for you. <laughs> she can guide and assist, but she can't push for you. Amen. Glory. <laughs> exactly. That baby's yours. Pastor, you're making me think of a, a movie. That ain't my baby. <laughs> anyway, um, it's just good to be in the house of God. Amen. <laughs> I tell you, I have to go back to um, 
Tuesday night teaching. Well, I have to go back to last Sunday teaching. So last Sunday teaching was um, the divine call, or the original call, which is servant. If you all remember last Sunday's teaching, <laughs> that's what it was about. And God is always a God of order. He's built upon that. Um, and then Tuesday night when pastor was teaching, I, I was hearing some things. I, and so I began to take notes. I, I heard, how are the people of God listening? I heard that first. So I started to look around. I'm like, Lord, I know sometimes they say she teaches so strange. Why does she have to act so weird? So I'm just looking all around because God's talking. And, um, and I saw how people were listening. Some people were their own God. They was just, you know, going through. They came in. I, how do you come in? Okay, we're not going to do that. Um, just know that we should be listening to God. Not ourselves. When you come into the house of God, God has appointed a man and woman of God to teach. And we can't be listening to ourselves during this time. So I start to observe how people of God are listening to God or not listening to God. And then uh, pastor was teaching on darkness and exposure. And then I'm hearing different things and so I'm taking notes. But when uh, he had minister Al to read, I believe it was Luke 119, the angel Gabriel said, I stand in the presence of God. See, I, this is my heart, my heart's desire, and I know it's God's heart desire because he's given me that desire for you, is that you actually really hear him. You actually really hear him. We have a lot of people who are saved who say that they really, really don't hear God speak to them. They hear God speak through other people to them. But they don't hear God speak directly to them. And to me, I mean, I think that's very sad because I would want at one point for him to definitely speak directly to me. Amen? Sure, hand, amen. At one time in my life, can you speak directly to me? And when I heard that, and I'm in, God has me in this place with, say it again. And so Mr. Al read it and said, Gabriel, the angel said, I, I stand in the presence of God. See, for some of us, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing, but you don't understand it. So I'm asking, to I ask, what does that mean? See, we've been living from just words, but not the word of God. God, what are you saying? Gabriel, the angel said, I stand in the presence of God. And I come to bring you understanding. So what does that mean to stand in the presence of God? He says, I minister to God. He ministers to God. And then God's, God ministered to him to bring you understanding. But now you should be standing in the presence of God. Amen. See, we're giving way too much credit 
to the angels. I saw this angel, and I heard this angel say, well, what did God say to you? You are in his likeness now. Are you not? See, we're fascinated with other people and their vision and going to heaven and what they're saying, but when do you actually stand in the presence of God? And the reason why we don't say that because we don't, we don't know that we're supposed to minister to God. Okay. All right. So that takes us to the topic of this teaching. Well, before I get there, I have to get to uh, Elder James' teaching. So it all just built up because I knew, I didn't know what I was going to be teaching on what the Holy Spirit would give me. And he had the three kings, the three kings, right? And Elder, you said something last night, I mean Friday night, and I said, say that again. Because what, what God is doing, and he should be doing it, so it means that he's doing it in the body, he's doing it in the body. So I'm hearing differently. I'm hearing what I didn't hear. Hear me. I'm hearing what I didn't hear. You spoke, but Holy Spirit had a, a gateway and a door open. Then he spoke, but I thought it was you. Oh, see. Mm -mm. See, so and it was a matter of seconds I asked you, and you couldn't repeat it. You said, well, you got to catch it on tape. Because I realized when I asked you, you didn't say it, but you did. I heard what I didn't hear. And to prove that, when pastors say, matter of fact, I'm in, the, I'm in the back room with my PBAs, and I'm speaking to them, and I'm trying to articulate what is happening to me. And, and I'm, telling, I'm telling the elder, uh, when you was teaching, I was, I was trying to get everybody to tell me what you said. No one could tell me. No one really remembered. But what God said, what I, what I heard that I didn't hear, he said, wherever God is, you're to be. Because the Hebrew language, through the eyes of the Hebrew language, is that you see all. You see all. And to see all, you have to be everywhere that God is. He said, I want you to be everywhere that I am. So do you hear me? I want see, what, this is not the kind of teaching that we're used to. We're used to, yeah, and say that, and amen. Blah, blah, blah. We're not really used to hearing distinctly, directly from God. I don't need Gabriel. I don't need an angel. I now have direct access to be in the presence of God. Do you hear me? I'm in... I now stand, as Gabriel did, in the presence of God because I minister to him. Amen. We're talking about kingdom position, which is priest. <laughs> See, we're talking kingdom position. We talked about last, we talked about last Sunday, a servant serving. And now, you've been called a divine call to serve, but you've been called in the position as priest to serve. 
There are no lay people in the kingdom of God. As believers, you're called to be a priest. A priest minister to God. See, then there were the high priests and there were other priests because they were being groomed to be high priests. See, they didn't have the complete, you know, attire on because they were not a high priest. We're not going too deep. Just know that you're a priest. <laughs> and you're positioned in the kingdom. Wow. So, I got to go back to what Elder said, right? So, that, that messed me up. I'm like, be everywhere God is. So I was like, what else? What did, somebody, please, I, I, what did I hear? I said, okay, maybe that's just me. So I was sharing with my PBAs this. I said, this is what he said. I said, but I heard what I didn't hear. And so as I was trying to articulate that to them, pastor confirmed, because no one was in the back room besides me and the girls. And pastor said, olive means, it has no sound. Olive has no sound. What's that? It's just the, the first. Has no sound. But for me, spiritually, it was my answer to, it was no sound from elder that I heard, but it was the word which is spirit. That's how I heard. That's how I heard what you didn't say. That's how I heard what I didn't hear. See, otherwise, we'll miss things because we're, it's, we're focused on what the person is saying, the natural hearing. So he says, my word, his word is spirit. See, it's life. It brings life to what you initially said, but so now it reveals what you said. It brings it to life, so it brought it to life for me. So it caused me to hear what God was saying. All of it has no sound. He said, my words are, then I heard, my words are not even, even in your mouth. And so what he did, he caused me to speak what the Spirit was saying. See, we're we waiting on a title. I'm waiting to be called something. I, you've been called a priest now. <laughs> you can't get no higher ranking than to be in the presence, to stand before God and to minister to him. And when you minister to God, he ministers back to you. And now you have direct access to wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that's not of this world. You have to hear not to hear. You have to hear not to hear. For this is, and this is what God gave me. He says, for this is the power of heaven. This, this is what he gave me. You have to hear not to hear. He said, for this is the power of heaven. <laughs> Yes. This is the power of heaven. 
to not to hear. She said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by, by the word of God. So I have to hear not to hear. Don't hear naturally so I can hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the power of heaven. That's what he gave <laughs> That's what he gave me. There's no one else words. Hey, you can actually say that. It's Teacher Mel's quote. Okay. I heard what I didn't hear. You have to start doing that to actually hear what you didn't hear. Amen. Let's dig in. Kingdom position. Priest. That's the topic. And Revelation talks about, and you shall be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. A kingdom, a people that are priests, a holy nation. So the purpose really of this teaching is that Israel was to be a nation of priests. Not so much that we pray for the world, listen to this, but we pray and minister to the Lord for his desire for the world. Israel was to be a nation of priests. Not so much that we would pray for the world, but we pray and minister to the Lord for his desire for the world. See, we're going off praying, you know, in our good intentions for the world. But he said, you forget to minister to me because you are my priest. And only then will you have the desires that I have for the world. Now you pray. But until you, until you minister, until you are able to stand in my presence and minister to me, you cannot pray for the world. Priest means Cohen. K-O-H-E-N or K-A-H-A-N or any other letters you want to try to pronounce. But the basis is this. It's one who always offers sacrifice. A priest, you've been called to be a Cohen. One who always offers sacrifice. The Hebrew word Cohen actually means to serve. Again, further support last Sunday's teaching. And a deeper linguistic connection can be found in the word kin, K-E-N, meaning yes. You're positioned as yes. <laughs> You're positioned in the kingdom as yes. See, see, see how important it is Tori, for our Hebrew roots here? See, we work ourselves up to, to give a yes. To actually say yes. He said, but it's in your position. Your position, your title today is yes. See, your position in a yes. <laughs> the whole body. He said, because now I called you priest. It's even within itself is related to another 
Hebrew word spelled K-I-V-V-U-N, Kavan, to direct priests. You are to direct. Your position and a yes. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't have the ability to disobey God. You shouldn't have the ability or the desire to disobey God. You know why? Because your position is yes. You're a priest. <laughs> Get this about the priest. Priests had no possessions. They had no possessions. They owned no land. However, <laughs> no they didn't. They were fed by the people. And by the people's best. You know why? Because the people knew their position. They willingly gave up their life and what was convenient for them. When they said yes to God, they served wholeheartedly. Wow. Do you know why they didn't have any possession? God says, I am your possession. You have no need of possession to seek for because I am your possession. And because of that, he said, all the things that you need, you're going to have. You don't have to even desire those. And that's why he says, I know what you have need of. Wow. They were not to have normal possession that people do because their possession was Christ. So what is the qualification of a priest? Of course, they had to conduct themselves, live a certain way, um, definitely be separated. Holy, be holy for I am holy. We know all those things. They had to have a certain character. They had to be qualified. They had to be kind. This was one of their characters. Kind. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were kind. <laughs> Kind-hearted. People knew they were kind. It wasn't about, oh, it's my personality. You know, I'm from, I'm from New York. I'm, I don't know, D.C. I'm come picking on Rocket. <laughs> you know. <laughs> picking on Al, no of you. <laughs> Berkeley, you know, any more shout-outs to your area? <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, the priest had to have the characteristics of Christ Christ like wow he had to always want to be with God the priest this is how this is how I know okay Holy Spirit you just answered me this is this is a qualification of a priest. So God gave that to me before I knew what it meant. He said, be where I'm always, where, I, where he always is, right? So what he's saying here, a priest always 
be where God is. A priest is always where God is. I need y'all to connect the dots here. Con connect the dots here. I'm saying that now the revelation of a priest is that what qualifies him a priest is that he always desired to be what God is. The temple. The temple. <laughs> okay. Not exciting, no, no. Not exciting, no, no. The priest minister to his, create, his creator. This is what we're supposed to do. This is why it's so important to worship. This is what he did in the temple. As he's putting all the sacraments and all the, all the items into the temple. Is that he ensured that this, see, this was part of his worship and his service and the cleaning of the temple, cleaning of his body. This is part of worship. This is why it's so important when it comes to worship that you worship him in spirit and in truth because this is part of your priestlyhood. Not a record deal. Not the best choir. He said, but that you worship me in spirit and in truth. The kingdom is all about position. Order and also being in the right place. Are you in the right place with God? Know this, you can't have warfare without your position. You can't have warfare if you are not in your position as priest. And you're not with him if you're not in your position. You're not with him if you're not in your position as priest. Standing in the presence of God. Ministering to God. When you focus on God, you, you then become the vessel where his heart can go through you for those in need. When you're focused on him. When you're focused on him. What are you focused on? Job? Spouse? The weather? I don't know. What do you focus on? <laughs> People, different things. I don't know. I don't know. The holidays? <laughs> Your meal? I think get here anyway. Okay. All right. Just want to feel laughter here. <laughs> he wants to give us direction if you're out of position then your life is a mess when <laughs> you're out of position it is a mess and he wants to help you to clean up the mess today amen <laughs> or someone you know maybe it's not you maybe it's someone you know help them to clean up their mess because you know we really need to know our position in the kingdom and you're called to be a priest See, when you're in the presence of God, you're in the will of God. And you're in the prison. And then, thus, you're in the position as priest. 
when I'm in the presence of God, so you can, we can continually be in the presence of God and not always be kneeling or is my time of prayer, is that this is a lifestyle. This is a mindset. Amen? Let's start doing some things that really counts in advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? Wow. We haven't even gotten to our scripture. Uh, we're going to be done a little bit. He says this. I need you to hear this before we, and we're going to get right to our foundation scripture after this. He stands behind our wall. He stands behind our wall. The Father stands behind our wall. And he pierced through the cracks, which is the hand of the priest, as he prayed for the people. And the blessings of our Father fall upon his people. But you have to have clean hands and a pure heart. He said, then, are you only then are you seen as a priest? He said, I stand behind your walls. I stand within your vessel. And you use it almost like a window or a curtain that have cracks. He said, through that, which are the hands of the priest, I send forth my blessing as he prays over the people of God. See, but we don't reverence the man and woman of God like that. Because we don't see ourselves as a priest. We don't see ourselves in a position in the kingdom of God. So there's no honor and there's no really reverence and re proper respect. Not worshiping men and women of God, but proper spiritual respect. Amen? Let's go to our foundation scripture, 2 Chronicles 29, verse 1 through 11, please. Now, just take your time reading that, please. Oh, yeah. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became the king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. Uh, he summoned the priests and Levites to meet him at the courtyard east of the temple. He said to them, listen to me, you Levites. Purify yourselves and purify the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all the defiled things from the sanctuary. Our ancestors were unfaithful and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. They turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors to the temple's entry room and they snuffed out the lamps. They stopped burning incense and presenting burnt offerings at the sanctuary of the God of Israel. That is why the Lord's anger has fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem. He has made them an object of dread, horror, and ridicule, as you can see with your own eyes. Because of this, our fathers have been killed in battle, 
and our sons and daughters and wives have been captured. But now I will make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. Verse 11. My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to lead the people in worship and present offerings to him. <laughs> then okay. these Levites. That's good. Okay. That's 11, right? That was 11. All right. <laughs> okay. So hear what God is saying, how serious he's about your position in the kingdom. So much so that when you don't, you bring calamity upon yourself. If you're not in position, he said, my son, no longer neglect your duty to choose to stand in my presence. He said, and serve me. He said, you're to be my ministers and to burn incense unto me. This is, this is a, a warning. This is a, uh, a woe. Um, God wants us to know that this is a part becoming back to our original state as a, as a servant and also in our position as a priest. It's to actually hear from God, to hear him. You're going to have to really be in the presence of God to minister to him. You're going to start to have to minister to him. What we've been doing in church for decades is that We've just been seeking God to minister to us. Minister to us. It's just always been about us. Always been about us. We are not ministering to him. Our supporting scripture, and I'm going to close in a little bit, is Ezekiel 44, verse 1 through 5, and then 28 and 29. New Living Translation. Then the man brought me back to the east gateway in the outer wall of the temple area, but it was closed. And the Lord said to me, this gate must remain closed. It will never again be opened. No one will ever open it and pass through. For the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered here. Therefore, it must always remain shut. My Lord. Only the prince himself mm. may sit inside this gateway. Oh, to feast in the Lord's presence. Oh, that's good. But he may come and go only through the entry room of the gateway. Then the man brought me through the north gateway to the front of the temple. I looked and saw that the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. And I fell face down on the ground. And the Lord said to me, Son of man, take careful notice Use your eyes and ears mm -hmm. and listen to everything I tell you about the regulations concerning the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the procedures for using the temple's entrances mm, and Lord. exits. Verse 28. The priests will not have any property or possession of land, for I alone am their special possession. Their food will come from the gifts and sacrifices brought to the temple by the people. The grain offerings, the sin offerings, and the guilt offerings. Whatever anyone sets apart for the Lord will belong to the priests. God is saying here, first of all, these doors, these gates, the temple. 
and in your own study when it comes to the priests and their their responsibility and their duties and cleaning the temple and, and serving God and serving God's people. They had to live a very separate life from the world. He says, now, who is, first of all, who is the prince that's sitting at this entrance? And what is this gate, this door that has to, cannot be opened again? And only through this entrance can the prince be which is Christ. He said, no one, he said, because God has left out and behind him, the door is shut and no one is to enter through that gate, that gateway again. So when pastor was teaching on last night at Hanukkah and he spoke about the priest had to let someone in the temple to bring in all these idols, we're giving, we're giving the enemy access to your temple. You're the priest. You're supposed to guard the, you're supposed to guard the gates. He said, there's a door that's supposed to remain shut in your heart. This is how the enemy gets in. He said, this door, never open this door again. This door was your salvation door. He said, that's where I came in. I redeemed you. Don't open that door again. Let it remain shut. He said, now let the prince sit there at the entrance, which is the intercessor, which is Christ, forever, forever interceding for you. Only he is to be in this entrance. He is the prince. This is how they get access into your heart. I came in and I redeemed you from these things that you're saying you're struggling from. He said, I came in and delivered you. And now you fall back again into this. He said, you left the door open. I said, keep it shut. He said, you are the priest of this temple now. He said, when you open your mouth, you are me in the earth. You're speaking my words because you're in my presence. You have stood before me. Now you're speaking and acting differently because you opened the door that I said never to open again. And you're feeling the same way you're feeling. And you're in the same situation that you're in before because you opened the door of your redemption. Why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this? It's because this door you must keep shut. That sin is never worth it. That feeling is never worth it. He said, keep that door shut. He's because this is going to tempt your flesh. Keep it shut, Billy. Keep it shut. Keep it shut. Because when you open that door, it's going to open door to so many other demons. And the word of God says now, light and darkness cannot dwell in the same place. He says, now you have given access to darkness. To where I place God Christ as the prince of your life at this entrance. 
So, Pastor, when you said that last night, I'm like, Lord God, I hear you all the time. But this one right here, and you should hear him all the time. You know why? Because he's inside of you. How are you not hearing him? That God's not talking that much? No, you're just not hearing at all. God ain't talking that much. I just don't think you hear. He is in me. If someone is with you all the time, why are they not talking? He said, Lord, I'm with you always. So he have nothing to say. Okay. I'm telling you, we don't get this now and hear how God is speaking to us in this season, in this time. We're gonna, we are doomed to repeat a lot of things in our life that we experienced before. Our closing here is in uh, Colossians uh, 3, 1 through 4. And it says, I didn't, no, I didn't give it to you, but I have it here. I hear your spirit. I hear your spirit. And I will, I will respond to that. Yay, Lord, I will respond to that. <laughs> Pastor, you don't play with God like that. I was just, no, I can hear Pastor's spirit too. He's like, <laughs> I love him though. So awesome man of God. Uh, so it says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven. There are some realities of heaven. And there's a power of heaven. An experience of heaven. You should be experiencing it. It's not just a, a story of somebody else's life and uh, an angel saying this and saying that. What is God saying to you? There is a reality of your new birth. He said where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. Not the things of earth. For you died to this life. Hear me. You died to this life. And your real life is hidden in Christ. In God. For when Christ, who is your life, I want you to hear this. And when Christ, and when? It didn't say Christ is your life. It says, and when? Christ, who is your life? So you decide on the when. And when Christ, who is your life, is not your life. I, this why I don't understand why people get so upset about things in life. It's not your life. It's not your life. He said, and, and when Christ, who is your life? See, when you get it, when you get it, when you get a sign of that, when, and when Christ... Who is my life? Oh, I'm not moved by it no more. I'm not moved by you. I'm not moved by situation. I'm not moved by circumstance because I, it's, it's when. And the when is now. And when Christ, who is my life, is revealed to the whole world. <laughs> you will then share in his glory. See, not just to you, but to the whole world. Put on the new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Hear me. Put on the new nature and be renewed in your mind as you learn, as you learn, as you learn. So you have to learn to know your creator and become like him. 
I really pray that the word of God, see, I'm, I'm a woman of time. I got a few minutes to spare. I, said, I know God wants to talk to a few of you at the altar. <laughs> because God, he really wants us to really hear. Hear him directly. Forget about, I mean, it's a time that he just wants you to forget about everything anybody ever said. Just me and you. You know, just just me and you, God. Rhonda, just just me and you, God. My life. I mean, a, a permanent change, to really, to bring you glory, God. Just just me, and you. I, I just want you to know what you have to say about me. I've heard enough about what everybody else wants to say about. I've heard enough about myself of what I have to say about myself. And I don't want to hear it anymore. I want to hear the voice of God. Because when we do this, when we keep that door shut, you, are, you have peace that remain. You have a joy that remain. You have the presence of God that remains, that keep that peace and that joy. Amen. Know your position in the kingdom because you have been now called. You're in the position of priest. You're called as Gabriel to stand in the presence of the Most High God. Amen. Amen.